This is WPCast, the podcast where we share our experiences building WordPress products and productized service businesses. I'm Doug from Efficient WP. We specialize in building WordPress websites with our design and day service. We also provide secure hosting and maintenance, including all upgrades and fixes. If you know someone who needs a new design, a stable, long-term solution for their business website, have them check out EfficientWP.com. I'm David. I build beautiful and simple WordPress plugins that drive conversions, such as easy pricing tables and OptinCAD. OptinCAD helps you grow your email list by letting you add powerful lead capture forms to your site and comes with a bunch of really cool conversion-enhancing features. Visit fatcatapps.com to learn more. For this episode, we've got uh, Peter Soom from WP Pusher. So nice to have you on the show, Peter. Nice to be here. Thank you. Hi, Peter. And uh, so Peter and I met up at uh, WordCamp Europe, and I was just really impressed both with uh, Peter's product and also with, um, you know, uh, how he's working on it and um, he's traveling around being a nomad and um, also using some very interesting traction channels uh, to to get customers um, because he's facing some unique challenges as well. So I think this is going to be a really interesting episode. So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, like where you're from and um, how did you get into uh, working with WordPress? Yeah, sure. So I'm from Denmark, Copenhagen, Denmark, and I'm a PHP developer mainly. So I've been doing freelance work, PHP, for a few years, many years kind of. And um, most of my client work has not been WordPress. When like when I started out, back when I, I think I was in ground school when I started doing client works, it was a lot of WordPress stuff at that time. And um, at that time, I didn't know anything about like development practices, like Git, like one of the things that my product WP Pusher now is handling. And um, then I kind of went away from the WordPress world for, I don't know, maybe five years. And during that time, I only touched WordPress when there were some of my old clients that needed me to fix anything. And every time they needed me to fix anything, it was super annoying because then I had to like start right. looking into WordPress again and figure out a way to like patch the box that they were facing and push them to the sites and right so in the so you did a lot of work in um, the new like using laravel all right? the new things i learned learned from other parts of the php community i was mainly a laravel php developer and symphony like all of that stuff it's it's more um, they have better practices mm. most of them most of them are better programmers than most wordpress developers most of them are like computer scientists and you know they work on enterprise products and stuff like that so they have more experience with having better development practices. So I was kind of inspired by that. And um, I saw this need for better deployment solutions in the WordPress world. And then... Okay, so so let's just zoom back uh, here a little bit. And um, you told me this story when we were hanging out um, of, I think you got this really amazing and really well-paid job, I believe, doing Laravel development, right, for some, or was it Ruby on Rails, maybe, uh, for some, uh, one of the... Lo- best agencies in Denmark, right? And then within a month, you you walked out. Do you want to tell that story? I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, of course. So um, in the Laravel world, there is something called Forge, which is a really easy way to deploy. It's a, it's a SaaS product, and it's super easy to deploy your stuff through that. And I was used to work, like I work with that for my clients. And I just, um, at the time, I was really... Like stoked on the idea of having a SaaS business, 
So I was like spending all my time trying to thinking like about SaaS business ideas. And um, one day I thought maybe I can make a SaaS for WordPress. I could do deployment just like Forge does for Laravel apps. And um, then I just started hacking on it. And I, I actually built a SaaS during the fall um, 2014. I was in Thailand at the time. And um, one of the, the people I hung out with in Thailand was uh, Bryce Adams, who worked for WooCommerce. He's now for Automatic after the, they got uh, acquired by Automatic. And he's telling me, like, dude, you, you need to make it a plugin. Like, you're not going to have WordPress developers pay you every month. And like, they don't want to deal with a SaaS product. It needs to be a, a plugin. And uh, after, like, kind of, I kind of finished the SaaS. And then I realized this actually doesn't need to be a SaaS. It could be in a plugin. So I completely rebuilt it all. And then it ended up being WP Pusher. And, um, Maybe I should explain what WP Pusher is. Sure. Um, I, I guess uh, maybe uh, for our audience who doesn't really know uh, GitHub and, and Git, do you want to uh, give a brief overview of you know what that is and, more importantly, why you should be using it? Yeah. So um, mainly when you work on larger teams, you need some kind of version control for your, like the source code of the app you're working on. So people need to be able to collaborate. You need to be able to like, work on one part of the code and I need to be able to work on another part of the code and then we need to be able to merge those changes and keep a history of all the changes that we made. And that's a problem that Git solves. Like It's a version system control for, for code, basically for everything. And um, it's really easy to use, and it's really simple as soon as you like, get the hang of it. So now even people that work alone, not even in teams, they start using it because it's a great way to have control over your code and have a backup mechanism and all that stuff. So it's, it's getting really popular also in the WordPress world. Um, so the problem is that uh, most WordPress installations are on pretty crappy shared hosting where you don't really have access to all these tools like git and like you can it's really hard to use git on those um, platforms and the the main way that we install plugins and themes in wordpress is just by uploading a zip file or just copy files over like with an ftp client and the problem that wp pusher solves is that you can you can use a service like GitHub, which is where you would host your source code if you're using Git. You can deploy the code that you have in GitHub or Bitbucket, which is a similar service. You can deploy it directly to WordPress. So if you are a WordPress agency and you have 50 different clients and you have a custom theme, maybe a few custom plugins for all of them, and you manage all that, you want to use something like GitHub so you have control over the code. And you also want an easy way to put all the changes that you made over on your customer customer sites. And that's basically what WP Pusher does. It's a deployment solution. If your source code is version controlled, it is versioned with Git. So, Okay, that makes sense. And so I would say that I think anybody who's working in a team, even if it's just one other person, so a team of two people total, I think it's totally worth uh, using 
using GitHub or Bitbucket or something, some kind of Git um, version control. It just makes so much sense. It makes everything easier. And I guess, like you said, even if you are working by yourself, if you're working on larger projects um, and it's just going to be better to use Git so you can revert certain things you made and um, you're not going to like accidentally lose a bunch of code if you if you make some mistakes. It makes a lot of sense. And most people who know programming, they also, like if you were taught programming in school, you would have learned like about version control. So most people know about this, but yeah, it's getting a lot of traction in the WordPress world. Yeah, I remember I used to learn subversion when I was in a when I was in high school. That was the that was the big thing back then, like years ago. So, um, so still is so, in the WordPress world. Yeah, I know it's kind of annoying because compared to Git, it really sucks. So, but one thing I think it takes a little bit of time to just wrap your brain around uh, version control if you're not at all familiar with it. <laughs> and yeah. I do think you actually have a pretty good um, way to learn more about how to use Git. Um, you have some kind of Git crash course on your site, right? Yeah, I made a, a five-day crash course that everyone can sign up to the crash course for free on my landing page. So they basically just have to go to wppusher.com and then um, there's like a pop-up there. I'll ask you. Um, it's like a, a drip content course where you just get a short email every day for five days and it just introduces the basics. I, I go over building a really small WordPress plugin and then... I kind of try to showcase why it makes sense to use Git for that. And I might do it as a video course soon because that's the main feedback that I got from people that they want to have it in video. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good idea. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how, uh, how we use WP Pusher. And for, for me, uh, it's, it's quite nice because I've only started really using Git lately. And with this plugin, I kind of had to, I, I got to skip over the, the hassle yeah. <laughs> of having to manage uh, FTP and, and um, you know, in, in a way I'm a little spoiled because <laughs> I, I didn't have to go through that. But uh, you know, now that it's working nicely, I can see how much of a pain it would be, you know, and I only have, you know, a couple of, of installs, but um Basically, the way the way I'm using it is I've got this uh, iTunes review uh, plugin. Uh, it's a free plugin that's in the repository, and I'm turning it into a SaaS product as well, uh, which I want to keep private, um, and that has a lot more features. Uh, so I actually have three installs that I'm using this push to deploy feature, and so I've got the free version on one install. I've got the stable premium service on another, and then there's a, a you know, feature test, uh, f which is my third install. And I've got my developer pushing to GitHub. And so as soon as those changes hit GitHub, then they're automatically reflected in whichever of the three installs that I've got going. And I can go in, I can uh, do some usability tests and, and tr uh, make sure there's no bugs uh, it's it's quite easy. Yeah, that sounds like a great use case. Uh, the push to deploy feature is 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 really cool because I mean it it immediately immediately um, patches the changes that you made. So if you push something to GitHub, it's gonna be reflected on the side almost instantly. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. 
on staging sites like you described. That's where I most mostly use it because if you if you commit something to GitHub that has a bug in it or something, you don't want to just automatically apply it everywhere. So it's great to use that feature for the staging sites, and then yep. as soon as you you've seen that everything is working fine, then you can just um, you just click update on the on the live site and get the changes there as well. Yeah. So actually, I mean, one other way to to do it would be you know to have have another one with um, without push to deploy, but uh, and and where I'd manually click to update it, but. Um, I, I'm still uh, still getting used to to Git and how I want things structured. So this will probably change in the future, and I should have another staging site. Um, well, I guess uh, for the free version, it, it technically is a staging site and doesn't need to go live. But um, you know, I, I keep thinking about how all the different use cases, and you know, I've got the other plugins which uh, which I would like to set up next. And, you know, just be able to, to test all these things uh, easily and, you know, with version control, because now that I've got a developer doing the work uh, with me that, you know, it's not just me, you know, controlling everything and testing it. Um, so it's, it's a lot more useful, I think, when, you know, once you go from one person to, to a second. Yeah, absolutely. So... I'll just share how I'm using WP Pusher right now. My setup is fairly simple, so I'm really only using it for the development of my theme at my site, fatcadabs.com. So I've, there's a bunch of people, two or three developers, who occasionally push some changes there. And what I used to do is I used to then pull the changes down from GitHub, um, you know, check them on my local install, and then you know, re-upload them manually to my uh, WordPress install using FTP. And... Now, basically, everything is just much easier because the developer pushes it to Git. Um, I test it locally, and then I just hit a button. Um, I'm not using a staging site right now because I'm kind of lazy. But I'm just, once I verify that everything works, I just hit the update button um, in the WordPress backend of the actual production install, and, you know, everything is immediately up to date. It's really cool. One thing I'm curious about is... Um, what kind of use cases do you mostly see from your customers? Is it mostly agencies that have like 50 plus sites or? It's mostly agencies and freelancers, smaller agencies. If it's a, I feel like most really large agencies, they have a, they have a different setup. Like they will host, if, if the agency is hosting the sites for their customers, then they don't really need WP push it. I mean, they can still use it, but then they probably have some other deployment solution but small freelance mm -hmm. shops and smaller agencies, then it's really like that's the main use case. I also have like there is a like a theme shop, and they have a lot of themes, uh, you know, the previews, and then they use mm -hmm. uh, WP Pusher to keep all the uh, previews up to date. So there are a few different use cases. Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, so another thing we wanted to discuss is traction channels and, uh, and marketing. Uh, so one of the things about your plugin is because of the way, uh, because of the nature of the plugin, uh, you're not allowed to put it on uh, wordpress.org. Yeah, that's a bummer, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, you know, people like Rob Walling, 
they always talk about how you can use the, the stair step approach and you start with a WordPress plugin and you put it on WordPress.org and that's kind of your traction channel and you build something up from there and then you can build maybe a SaaS app and build bigger stuff after that. And that was kind of my thoughts as well until like a week after I published my plugin and I got an email from one of the um, the administrators of the .org repositories. They wrote me, we're really sorry. We like your plugin, but it's just, we can't have it in our repository because it's just not allowed. And uh, we have to take it down. We're sorry about this. And uh, I had to come up with other ways to get traction. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, there's certain certain rules that um, that they go by when allowing uh, plugins and themes. So specifically, what was it about your plugin that uh, isn't compatible with the uh, terms of service? Actually, in Sevilla at the WordCamp, I was uh, lucky enough to have lunch uh, at at the same table as uh, Matt Mullenweg. So I actually ah. I talked with him about this. <laughs> And um, <laughs> they they are not like they want everything that's in the WordPress repository to like when people install something from the repository they want to know what it is. So if they install WP Pusher, they can install other plugins from everywhere else, like public uh, repositories from oh, GitHub right. and Bitbucket. Yeah. So as soon as someone has WP Pusher installed, they are not in charge of what they can install because they now have the freedom to install everything they like. And yeah. um, that uh, they don't want yeah. people to call there. I don't know, send them support emails. I have this weird plugin, and uh, it's a WordPress site. Blah blah blah. That's yeah. That's the issue for them, and it makes. Did sense. you ever think? Of, did you ever think about releasing or trying to re-release some basic free version of WP Pusher? That I guess. I guess the thing about your pricing is that the free version only lets you use free. Uh, um, public repositories. So um, I guess releasing a free version that does not let them install from there wouldn't really make sense, right? Or did you ever think about maybe releasing a free version that doesn't let them install from from repositories or something like that? Just a like, I thought about just hacking the system, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know. If they don't want it there, I'll find other ways to promote it. But I thought about having just that, you know, a basic version really does doesn't do anything kind of and then just sell <laughs> extensions like install from github extension install from bitbug extension right i just released uh, an extension actually a free one which uh, enables uh, like slack notifications oh that's cool really that really doesn't do anything so i think like, i could put something like that like extensions i could yeah. put that in the .org repository i don't think they would mind interesting yeah um, so you have been fairly creative right, trying to find some other channels. And one of the things that's worked pretty well for you is getting press. And you told me some about that when we were in Sevilla. And I was just very impressed about how you've built some really solid relationships with some very authoritative sites in the space. Do you want to tell us some more about that? Yeah, sure. So um, most of my um, press has been on the WP Tavern, which is probably the biggest site about WordPress and it's actually owned by Matt Mullenweg so I also talk with him about that at the WordCamp um, I like I knew that I had to do content marketing that's kind of my only way uh, to get traffic so I started blocking about like I made a block on the WP 
ppusher domain and i wrote about git and i wrote about the plugin and some of the articles were maybe a little bit controversial i had kind of in harsh tones to i don't know to get more attention hmm. and um yeah. then one day sarah gooding from wp7 she wrote an article about my um, plugin and that's I count that as the day I released it because that's when I got all the traffic. Before that, I didn't have any traffic, basically. And actually, most of my traffic today is still from WP Tavern. So it's mm. been really good. Yeah. And um, what I realized what was that the article she wrote, it was a great article and she had great facts and it was really accurate. But most of the, of the content in the article was just something she found from like three blog posts basically on my blog and, you know, from my website. So I realized if you put out a lot of contents, then it's also a lot easier for like journalists like her to find information about you and actually write about you if they want to. So after that, I just tried to produce a lot of content. And um, I, I'm actually not sure if I asked her if I could guest blog on the tavern or if... She asked me, but we just we started chatting on on Twitter and stuff, and she offered me that I could write like a guest post on some of this Git stuff for them, and uh, I actually ended up writing four posts for them, and um, before that I've been writing for Tots Plus, and that's paid, so that's really different. But I mean, these are free articles. Like I just write them because I think it's fun to be published on the tavern, and then it's yeah. a great way to spread the word about my plugin. Yeah, WP Tavern gets gets a lot of traffic, and uh, there, it's also if you're if you've got the WordPress news uh, widget in your dashboard, yeah. um, I think most uh, probably the the highest percentage of those news items are WP Tavern uh, sources. So uh, we actually like we had gotten our podcast um, written up in an article. And that uh, that one was probably the biggest increase in in downloads by far. Yeah. Uh, so there's they they've got quite a lot of uh, traffic. So so David and I are also we're also nomads uh, doing a, kind of a similar thing, and we'd like to hear about your experience traveling around while you know running a, a business. Yeah. Sure. So I've been traveling a lot for the last two or three years, I think three years. And um, actually, when I started traveling, I was still in university. And um, I did like an exchange semester for half a year in Morocco. And uh, that was really like a cultural difference from what I was used to in Denmark. And that really um, gave me the travel bug, very cliche. And... Uh, while I was there, I just still like continued doing client work for like my old clients in Denmark, and I just realized that it wasn't really a, an issue as long as I had internet. And you know, I read the Four Hour Work Week when back when it came out, and I always knew that I want to be like an entrepreneur, and like I like traveling. And so since then, I basically I just been trying to travel as much as possible. I don't have a place in Denmark anymore so I, I'm, at, I'm at my parents place right now and um, just 
you know, last year I spent half a year in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and traveling around Southeast Asia, and been too many funny places, and just bring along the work. Like my friend in Chiang Mai, he sent me a a screenshot of a speed test yesterday. It was 160 megabit. Oh wow! And that's just <laughs> not something you can get in Denmark anywhere. So yeah, here I'm sitting with slow internet in Austria. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when uh when were you in Chiang Mai? I were in Ch- I was in Chiang Mai from late August I think until around Christmas. Ah, so I was I was actually there around uh, the same time. Uh I got there in October and left uh, in January. So, yeah, it's Chiang Mai is a a pretty popular spot. <laughs> yeah, I've never met so many interesting people in one place. You going there's just so many entrepreneurs. You're going uh, back there, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Actually, I have a a ticket to Chiang to Bangkok um, uh, in like two weeks, and I my plan was to spend most of fall there. But actually, I'm in the middle of starting a new company with uh, someone else. I had, like it's a larger thing, and I have a co-founder and stuff. So I'm probably not going. And uh, I kind of I don't know. It's it's a little bit hard with this nomadic thing, but this company probably requires a lot of meetings and stuff here in Denmark. So hopefully I'll go later, but probably not in two weeks. So thanks so much, Peter, for coming on here. And uh, can you tell us where people can find you? Yeah, on uh, Twitter, I'm Peter Sum, S-U-H-M. And uh, on WPPusher.com, dot com they can find my plugin there's a free version if they they're using a public repository there they can try it out and they can sign up for the crash course if they want to learn about git awesome thanks so much and we've got a bunch of show notes as well for this episode which can be found at wpcast.fm slash pusher thanks for listening You can go to wpcast.fm to read the show notes and listen to all of our episodes. While you're there, subscribe to our email list where we share our experiences building WordPress products and productized services. We'll never spam you and only email you once or twice a month. 